Welcome to the chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of the chat podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for the Republic newspaper. The chat podcast originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a Southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812-373-9947 or WYGS.org. Welcome to the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. For the Savior is near, I'm stepping out, cause he wrote, and his message is clear. Go tell the world about Jesus, and I'll go with you, stepping out on his promise Welcome everyone to the chat. I am coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock and can be accessed through radio station WYGS. You can hear it live stream and through podcast by downloading the WYGS website app. The chat is also available through iTunes. My guest for the chat today is Michelle Moffat. She is a nurse and owner of Aqua Water Systems in Greensburg. We'll be right back with the chat. And we're back with the chat. My guest for the chat today is Michelle Moffat. She is a nurse in an outpatient surgery facility at Community Health in Indianapolis. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Let's start today with you telling us about your family. Um, I'm married to Dennis for the last 33 years, and we have two boys. Um, They're 29 and 26. No grandchildren. We just uh, enjoy them and our daughter-in-law, and then um, our 26-year-old has a a girlfriend, and we just um, enjoy being with them. So you have two boys? Two boys. I'm curious. Do you have any animals? (laughs) Uh, Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Will you tell us what kind of work you do at Community Health? Oh, I'm an outpatient nurse, um, just taking care of patients as they come in and get them prepared um, for their surgery um, or take care of them after their surgery. For years, I just started that job actually in October. For years before that, I worked at University Hospital in bone marrow transplant and oncology, um, but I just knew I needed to make a change. Doing the same thing for too long um, can, can get to you. Will you give us your testimony? It's not very exciting, um, but I will give it. Um, I don't have any earth shattering, um, any one thing that brought me to Christ. Um, I know as a child, my parents did not um, take us to church, um, but I always knew there was a God and that not just that there was a God, but there was Jesus that that died for us. I always knew that. Um, I always gravitated toward Christians. Um, Most of my friends through school were. Um, I always wanted what they had, and I would go to church with them happily um, Mm -hmm. and and to experience that and to to, to know more. But I never um, got to go regularly until I was an adult. 
Um, but then even at that, it was it was difficult if your husband isn't going. Um, and Dennis, you know, I knew that that wasn't something he wanted to do. He was raised Catholic, um, and he had no desire to attend. So I would try off and on to go and had friends who would invite me and I would go and take the boys, um, but never committed and never really got involved until um, a little later in life. And I told Dennis that I would really like it if he went with me, um, but the boys and I were going to go and we were going to be committed. I was just looking for something and um, and I thought that that was what I wanted to do. And he said, you know, actually he had been thinking the same thing, which was um, really shocking to me, and then that just cemented that yes, that this is you know what we needed to do and what was the right thing to do. And um, we before that we you know we had everything a family would want. We were a happy family. We had good jobs. Um, we had a great friends. Um, so you know, we weren't seeking anything um, material or what the world tells you you want. We were just both looking for. Um, somewhere that we could show our thanks for how blessed we were because we both knew we were very blessed in our lives um, and just to learn more and and to have that, you know, what I've come to find out was that relationship with Christ, not just knowing who he was and what he had done, but actually learning, you know, what else there was to being a Christian. About what age would you say you were when you started taking Jesus and the relationship with him seriously? Oh, I'd say um, probably 35 I think they're between 30 and 35, I would say. I, it's hard to remember. Yeah. Can you tell those of us uh, who are listening by way of WYGS when it was that you truly knew that you had a relationship with Christ? And it wasn't a one-way relationship, but it was a two-way relationship. Yeah, I would say through that time that there were little things that just affirmed that, um, but not any, like I said, nothing earth shattering, nothing bad happened or nothing really good happened. Um, nothing ever spoke to me in the voice. Um, I always, you know, heard about people hearing God's, you know, speaking to them directly, um, almost like a, a real voice. And I always thought, oh, I've never had that. You know, why am I not getting that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, but I, there, it was much later in life that, you know, that I found that voice come to me. And it wasn't necessarily an audible voice, but that was when I knew for certain that that God was there with me and that he knew everything I was going through and he knew all of my um, emotions and thoughts and um, and and he and I could hear that and I could hear him telling me what I needed to do in that situation. And that's when I knew and it's not that I didn't know before and I didn't believe, but I just never had that experience. So in let's say in five words, can you describe that relationship at that time at that time? That it was, um, it was a battle. Oh gosh, five words. Yeah, um, it was a battle of what what I should be doing in in the situation that we were in, and um, I would say it was just an overwhelming peace mm. with it, even though mm. it was not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was not um, not necessarily what I wanted to do or um, what we had planned to do. It was, but it was just. I was just knew it was the right thing to do, and it brought me such peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there any joy mixed in there with it? There was, and believe it or not, be joyful in all things, even the bad. Um, so, mm-hmm. and there yes. was, and mm-hmm. that's I think that's when I knew that you know that this was it. This was my, and I don't know that it was a test. I don't know, but 
I just knew that I needed to listen to it. Okay. Okay. What's at least one area in your everyday life that God is working on you right now oh, to make yeah. you more like him? Um, I would say, um, yeah, just um, controlling emotion of, of, and I don't mean anger. I don't get angry. Um, I don't yell or anything, but I do, I do lose patience. And mm-hmm. I just need to have more patience. And I don't, I know some people say it's age, but. <laughs> I, it's, it's just information. Yes, it the truth be told. Yeah. Okay. Like the chat theme song says, stepping out. And so God asks each of us from time to time to step out of the boat like Peter got down out of the boat. Can you tell us a time uh, in your life uh, when God wanted you, specifically Michelle, to step out of the boat of faith and simply to trust him? I say simply, but faith faith isn't always simple. Yeah, And I would say that is when I knew that he was speaking to me and that um, I needed to, to follow those. Even like I said, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't what I was comfortable doing. Um, but it was when our younger son was having trouble with um, drugs and the law. And um, we just were struggling to to know what the right thing to do is. And um, it, finally, I knew I couldn't, you know, you go through all the emotions. Did you cause it? Um, then you try to control it. And and then you think you're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And, yes. um, you know, there's no room for God to work in there as long as that's what I'm doing. And then that's when I I knew I had to, to step away. And even though he's my son, he's his son. Mm-hmm. And it was up mm-hmm. to him to, you know, and he had a plan and I had to just get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just part of living the Christian life, isn't mm-hmm. it? Just in faith, release it. Let God do what he needs to do. And that is so hard, don't you think? Oh, it was, you know, it was one of the hardest things I ever did. But I couldn't believe the peace I felt afterwards mm-hmm. that that I knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still loved him. I would help him in any way. But it was up to God um, to determine, you know, what he was going to do with um, him, you know, when he made his choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. Um, not that not that we dropped him, not that we didn't. I mean, we did everything we could and and that was um whenever we took him to a program and and i just remember you know thinking you know here's a lot of money um to give to people that i've never mm-hmm. met mm-hmm. um just had on faith from you know someone i had talked to an ex expert um and mm-hmm. they had you know said this was a great program and so took him and gave them my son and um, 15 minutes later left him there and mm-hmm. you know with the well like mm-hmm. I said with the big fat check mm-hmm. and um, and I just thought you know this this is what he needs and if it works it works but if it doesn't then I still love God I still will follow what mm-hmm. he says mm-hmm. um, um, you know mm-hmm. and and it, it, we'll just see where it all lands but I just know that my faith in God was still going to be there that my love for God was greater than my need to try to control everything that came out um, after, you know, came about all of the situation, I guess. Um, it was, I know I'd heard somebody, an acquaintance say one time that they would, you know, their child was doing something that was not approved of or, um, and they said, well, they would follow their child through the gates of hell before they'd quit talking to them or whatever. And um, I knew that I would not do that. 
that, you know, Bryant needed to make his choices. Um, and I would always be there and Dennis would always be there. Um, but we would not make him comfortable in mm-hmm. his sin. Yes. We would, you know, mm-hmm. just, and he, and he knew that Brian, mm-hmm. there was no surprise to, um, what our beliefs were mm-hmm. and what we wanted for him. So, mm-hmm. and he knew mm-hmm. that. So, so that was a huge step of faith. It has to be. And for parents who are listening, we realize what a step of faith it takes for you to do like Michelle and release him to allow God to be able to do what he needs to do in order to bring that child not only home, but more importantly, to Christ. In your relationship with Christ, Michelle, would you say that it is close and warm and one of dependence upon him oh definitely a dependence upon him um yeah if you try to be too independent then 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 you're not there Uh (laughs) and then yeah then you're trying to control it and Mm -hmm. (laughs) fix it um so yes definitely Mm -hmm. a warmth and and you know but and it gets sometimes are closer than others um just know that i just know that you know whenever it's not as close that it's me that's mm-hmm. not there. It's mm-hmm. God's always there, no matter mm-hmm. what, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can give that, you know, lip service, but but it really is. I mean, he's, you know, always there for you. And it's it, like I said, if, if it's not as close, it's because I've moved and I've just not done mm-hmm. my part to keep that relationship up, just like with any relationship of friends or anything mm-hmm. else. Yes, yes. God never moves. We're the one that moves. Exactly. Is that what you find? Exactly. Yes, yes. Well, let's get into your prayer life. Do you have a designated place that you go to every day uh, that to pray? Um, I am not a structured, consistent person. Uh, my husband will attest to that other than at work. Um, and being a nurse, you can, you know, only structure so much, actually. But um, in my habits, in my car is is usually and because I'm almost always alone in my car now that the kids are grown and out of the mm-hmm. house. So that's usually because then I can pray out loud. And you have a long drive. I to do. I do. Community, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So you're one of those that just wherever you are, you don't necessarily go to a certain place, you know, and, and I find in other women who are following Christ, that that's what they do as well, that they constantly, you know, are in communion, uh, in prayer, and they don't necessarily have a place that they go to. But there are women like me, you know, that does have a place where I go to to pray specifically, you know, for at different times. And so as well as other times, uh, like you are saying, can you explain what your prayer life looks like from morning until you go to bed at night? Yeah, I yeah. Just, take me, yeah. take us through a day of this is Michelle's prayer life. Oh, Start in, us out. Yeah, in the morning, it's about you know just praying about what what the day is going to bring. Um, you know, to give me the the patience with coworkers or with other drivers or. <laughs> Yes. Um, and then, to, you know, to be a good witness. And then through the day, it's usually has to do with whoever I'm dealing with at the time. You know, it's not uncommon to, you know, and it's easy to do. I mean, obviously, no one knows if you're praying or not. Um, but our, even though it's an outpatient facility, um, mm-hmm. it feels like a small town. And the, mm-hmm. the patients are, are very, um, very kind. They really, I mean, after starting there, um, they all 
talked about uh, almost every day I would hear a patient say, you know, everyone here is so kind. So mm-hmm. I, I really yeah. like working mm-hmm. with, with kind people um, and that the patients mm-hmm. recognize that and appreciate that. Um, but, you know, you you find out things when they're there, and, and so you pray for them. And mm-hmm. then on the way home, you know, you pray for whether or not um, – you know, a coworker has a problem or what, you know, you know what's going on in your life or your friends or family. Um, and then um, and then that evening, uh, you know, you just a restful and a, and a thankful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, OK. Well, Michelle, we need to take a, a short break. So we'll be right back with the chat. The boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping out because he wrote. Welcome back to the chat. I'm chatting today with Michelle Moffat. She is an outpatient surgery nurse at a facility at Community Health in Indianapolis. Michelle and I were talking about prayer. And I, my next question for you, Michelle, is are there any prayers you pray specifically for yourself on most days? Oh, again, that would be just um, just to have patience with others um, and not um, not speak too quickly mm-hmm. to um, mm-hmm. to think about, you know, and to, to put myself in their situation and and um, yeah, to hopefully have an understanding before I judge or decide mm-hmm. or say anything. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. Yes. And <laughs> let it play out. Yes. Right. If God could only answer one prayer for you, what would that one prayer be? Oh, my. Um, I've never really thought about what the one prayer would be that he would answer um, because I he you know what we think we want answered is not always what happens. And then it always work You know, it always works for the best anyway. Um, you know, just that my children remain in Christ and, and, mm-hmm. and follow him. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, I don't know. I mean, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Michelle, that is the most common prayer. Oh. That I hear not only clients, uh, but friends and, and people uh, give uh, for one prayer. And it's that their children make it to heaven. And it probably mirrors God's prayer for us, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. Okay. So prayer, uh, how important? Uh, zero, uh, the least, ten, the most. How oh. important <laughs> is prayer in your life? Oh, I would say after, before it was not. It's important. It was just something you did, something, you know, you went through. I um, never felt comfortable asking for anything. I never really felt deserving of anything. And then after learning and realizing that prayer really is is just a the way to talk through things to me. That's how I feel like it is. It's it's, um, you know, just to remind me of the things that I should be, you know, just like with my behavior of, you know, having patience with people or being patient and speaking, you know, after I think about it before I say anything um, that, you know, that God's always listening. Um, and so I guess, yeah, I guess it's it's almost like to me, it's like that's, you know, why need a self-help book? You've got the mm-hmm. Bible and you've got God. So I guess I feel mm-hmm. like prayer is part of that therapy. Yes. So. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about your devotion time uh, during uh, the day. What does it consist of? Um, I don't um, have any regular devotions. Um, I like just about everything. Um, uh, you know, just, just uh, I 
just even with the radio, um, listening to, you know, different things and reminders and, and to dwell on things that are mentioned, whether, you know, because uh, they always, you know, say mention a passage and then you can dwell on that and think about how to apply that to your life or how you're not maybe applying it to your life yes. <laughs> as uh-huh. you should. And maybe uh-huh. you interpret it differently just to give you a different idea of, of interpretation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just I don't like to see to do just one person. I think if you get two stuck in one with one then you maybe lose sight and lose different um i think all their core beliefs are the same but um we should always double check mm-hmm. everything you hear and not always because believe everything mm-hmm. that they say just at face value i mm-hmm. guess even mm-hmm. even some of the most popular and well-known and well-respected mm-hmm. um you should you know always have a a balance it has to be based on the bible exactly doesn't it that oh people say all kinds of things and pastors and preachers can say all kinds of things but you have to hold that up against what scripture says and so that's what god wants us to do exactly do you have a favorite uh daily devotional um i have a ladies win and that's terrible that i don't remember the name of the gal that did it i have a friend who actually wrote a devotional and hers is very good as well um deanna young um but no, I don't have a favorite necessarily. Okay, okay, okay. Do you find that devotions that you do, uh, devotionals that you do use, that they God uses those to speak to you of the day? I think so. Um, you know, it always seems, I mean, I think if you start a devotional, you'll realize it always applies, almost mm-hmm. always, sometimes much stronger than others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, you know, just like, okay, well, this is exactly what I needed today. Or, um, you know, I should have listened to what I read today. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, and I did, I when Jesus Calling came out and it was very popular, I had an extra one because someone had given me one and I took it to work um, and put it in the drawer. <clears throat> and because um, there were a couple people there that weren't practicing Christians, but they were interested. And um, so one of the gals took it home and because um, I told her, I said, well, you just take it and just read it every day and and she came back to work you know a few weeks later and said you know it's just it's just kind of scary that he knows exactly what i'm thinking (laughs) because every day it applies and i'm like yeah that's how it works yes yes (laughs) that's how it works i don't think you have to uh be into a devotional very long before you find out that god will use it Exactly. To yes. apply to your life, even to what's going on at the very present time in your life, that God will use those to strengthen and encourage us. Yeah. Sometimes in bigger ways, um, sometimes in your face ways. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Well, do you have a life's verse? Uh, if so, <clears throat> excuse me, what is it? Um, I don't have a, a, a particular verse. Um, okay. I I just most of the verses I'm trying to think of, um, you know, that um, were more about staying true to Christ and and not veering from him no matter what, um, you know, with all your heart, with all your mind, um, you know, to to follow the Lord. Um, And I think that's just from the struggles that we had with um, Mm -hmm. our with Bryant to stay focused and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that my relationship with Jesus was more important than, you know, my relationship with Brian, as harsh as that sounds. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, mm-hmm. it is, it is true. So, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. And it's easy for me to say now because I have a great relationship with Brian. So, but at the time, I mean, mm-hmm. it really, truly mm-hmm. was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, do you have a favorite? Now, this is a huge question. You know, how do you pick this? But do you have a favorite book of the Bible? These are questions I've never thought about, Nida. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I really enjoy Daniel. Um, and and I think that, you know, he represents a lot of the struggles we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, you know, through whether you're going to be, you know, trial. Um, so mm-hmm. I I would say that if I had to pick one, that would be it. (laughs) You know, I've never heard anyone say Daniel, although uh, many of us have made, uh, you know, Daniel, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. how he encourages us and we see his strength and how God used him uh, greatly. Uh, But I've, you know, I've never heard anyone say specifically, although, like I said, there are many things in the book Mm -hmm. of Daniel and about his life that gives us strength uh, and encouragement and that God uses, you know, uh, to help us, to make us more like himself. In talking about uh, scripture, can you give us one or two of your favorite accounts in scripture? What happened and uh, then, yeah, what would, what did it teach you? But first, what account would you like to say i would say you know it was in daniel meshach um shadrach and abednego yeah Mm -hmm. um the you know the trial through fire i mean i think that's a lot of with life you know he's either gonna you know deliver you through it or you know i mean it's fourth person scene in there and that's Mm -hmm. you know that's Mm -hmm. always you know that jesus is always there for you um you're never in it alone um even Mm -hmm. though it feels like it sometimes Okay. You just have to remember that and rely on that. So that's a good memory. And and what you said about the fire. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. go through a lot yeah. of fires <laughs> in our Christian lives, don't we? Exactly. And, and just to know that Daniel went through that and it describes what happened uh, and what he went through as well as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So that, uh, yeah, uh, a, a wonderful account that God uses to help us. Can do you have one more? Oh um, well, I mean, there's just so many that that resonate with you at different times. Um, gosh, I would say in in this time of um, everything going on in the world, um, you know, with uh, Jesus, you know, inviting himself to dinner with a with a taxpayer or tax yes. a collector. I would say, you know, this is yes. when we have judgments about people and mm-hmm. biases about people just because of whatever bumper sticker they have, um, whatever they may be wearing or. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, that was one that we should all, you know, remember and learn mm. from just as I mean, very simple one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're very good at judging people, aren't we? We are. <laughs> and we go by the first thing is what they look like. Exactly. By and and tattoos, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that especially those of us who are older that didn't, you know, we didn't grow up seeing uh, people uh, wearing uh, those things. But uh, judgment, we are so good. So like you are saying, is that Jesus ate with tax collectors, you know, those who were despised. He was always reaching out to those who were in the low, what we would call the lower socioeconomic uh, class. Yes. And those, I mean, and those biases we have, they're just unconscious and everyone has them. Yes. We just need to recognize that we have them um, and, and remember, you know, Mm -hmm. you never know where, where Jesus is. You never know who's, whose beliefs, you know, because we don't wear our Christianity necessarily like we do other things. Yes, yes. That's harder to see. And that's something mm-hmm. we we have to show 
it's, quite often. Yes, we have to show it, but it's also something that, um, you know, I, I, you struggle with showing it, but not coming off as showy. Yes. And, and yes. people, mm-hmm. you know, feel like it may be false and just mm-hmm. for show. But you, mm-hmm. you just, and your actions, um, uh, and I think, you know, I, I try to do that. And that's obviously what attracted me to people that were Christian over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, not because, you know, they talked about church and talked about all the wonderful work they've done. And mm-hmm. it's just that their attitude and their uh, the way they treat people um, and the way they carry mm-hmm. themselves and what's important to them mm-hmm. um, and their mm-hmm. kindness. Is it with you as well as myself in that humility a person's humility attracts me to them more than anything else they can say or do. Exactly. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, and that, and again, and this is probably why I pray it so much, is that, that they are just calm and don't mm-hmm. react quickly mm-hmm. um, and always, um, always just, uh, just always kind. And I always admire that in people when they can just be, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how to say it, um, just well it's humility yeah is what it yeah, is. yeah yeah humble just, yes and not react dramatically and and just always you know you can tell they're always going to look for the best solution even if it's a struggle uh, of something um that they're always going to do the the right thing for everyone not just self-interest yes yeah. okay okay one of your favorite women in the Bible. Tell us a couple oh, that are, are favorites of yours and I know there are many mm-hmm. But uh, just a couple. Oh, I have to think about it. You're, you're really uh, got some questions that I <laughs> hadn't thought about. Um, well, I mean, I obviously, you know, Mary just could go through that and, and not be bitter um, and, and not be disbelieving. And um, I mean, it was a burden to carry for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, so an unfair, you know, thoughts about her um, and she had no control over it. So I guess I would say that just that she, you know, did well and carried herself mm-hmm. well and mm-hmm. um what did mary teach you um that life's not fair mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and that there you know is always a plan and it may not suit you mm-hmm. um you know even even if it's um not at the time good and i you know d- don't want to always say you're glad you went through something horrible because you learned from it um i mean you're just glad you learned mm-hmm. and and that you you, you grow closer and and you know that you know it was in god's plan and it worked out Mm. for the good of the kingdom Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i would say you know that that would be a a lesson for sure she rose above exactly she rose above her past well michelle we need to take another uh short break and so we'll be right back with the chat I'm back with the chat, and I am chatting today with Michelle Moffat. She is an outpatient surgery nurse at a community health facility in Indianapolis. We were just talking about a couple of her favorite women in Scripture. And so she had just been talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And there's one more. What is that other one? Um, I would say, you know, and it's not very deep. It's not um, anything. Um, there's, it's not a long tail. It's, but it's the woman who um, wiped um, Jesus's feet with her hair. Mm. Um, I would Mary. say, yeah, yes, it was a, okay, yes. yes. Um, it was. I would say that 
just the humbleness of that um, and just the wanting to do anything you could to show show him your love for him um, and how thankful you were and um, and you know it's all you have to give and I think it seems I guess I equate that with our materialistic and I go back to our struggle and that was one of the things you know with our choices of what we were going to do with with in that situation with Bryant and we you know we had choices and we were thankful to have those choices and when you have more doesn't mean it's easier to mm-hmm. give it away yes um, yes but you you yes. just you know being generous isn't an, an amount it's it's generosity in um, how much is it going to cost you mm-hmm. in the end not just in dollar signs but um but yes, you know what to give the most you can mm-hmm. in, in all the ways. Mm-hmm. And she certainly gave yes. her best, didn't she? Yes. Well, have you had a mentor in your life, someone who has walked beside you or encouraged you, or you've been able uh, to spend time with that has helped you in your walk with Christ? Um, I've had, you know, over the years, I've had several, even before, um, you know, just leading up to uh, when I really became committed um, to being a uh, Christian and following Jesus. Um, I've had several women who, and they were so good at um, not overreaching, but making me interested and in answering the questions that mm-hmm. I had, but not making me feel bad for not choosing uh-huh. what I felt like they thought I should choose, uh-huh. um, but being there to support me. Not condemning in exactly. other words. Yes. So, and, but, you know, again, you know, not making you comfortable in your sin. Um, not that, you know, we had, I mean, like I said, we were, you know, just a normal family um, from the outside looking in. I had um, one lady who told me, she's, you know, she said, oh, you, you guys are just the perfect family other than you don't go to church. <laughs> yeah. So and it was like, well, OK, <laughs> that, that was a little bit of a, you know, just made me think um, about those things. But, yes, I had I've had several women over the years, and I, mm-hmm. I so appreciate that because it just gave me the tools mm. that I needed whenever, you know, I made that decision. Women who have spoken into your life. Yes. Is that a good way to say Oh, absolutely. It? Yeah. Well, we all have struggles along the way. Will you tell us one example of one of the greatest struggles in your life? Well, I think, you know, just commonly with most people as parents, um, our biggest struggle, like I said, we were a great, you know, we had a great life. We were so blessed. We were and knew we were and appreciated it all. Um, and just, you know, our kids were growing up. Um, we had, you know, things happen in our life, but those are things that just normally happen and you, you know, move on and go. And but the struggle was, you know, we couldn't help our son. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he was in high school and. Um, he and I don't want to tell too much of because it's really his story. But our struggle was, um, you know, wanting to see him happy. Um, and again, you know, you you focus on um, did you know how, what did we do wrong? So did, you know to think that we caused it, and then mm-hmm. you try to control it, try to you know mitigate the damage, try to, yes. to you know keep mm-hmm. him focused, and um, you know you just want him to succeed in life. Um, and then you know, and then you try to fix it. Um, you think, okay, well, if we just do this or if we just do that or if he just gets the right friends or um, but, you know, we we couldn't choose for him. He had to choose for himself. We just had to make ourselves available if he needed us. Um, so that was the struggle was Dennis and I had decided that, you know, we were not going to let that 
be a problem in our marriage, that we were going to stay committed and we needed to be on the same page with him. Um, you know, we talked about it and God, I mean, Dennis said, uh, you know, I'm like God. I, I want to bring the punishment and the wrath down mm-hmm, on him. Mm-hmm. And you're like Jesus. You just want to love him and, and mm-hmm. you know, tell him, you know, yes. you know go and sin no more. And <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, we had to get together on what we thought was the best thing to do. And that was really hard. Um, and it was, you know, hard to get Bryant on board. And, you know, he had, like I said, he had lots of struggles. We both, he, we were, got into some trouble but legally, he couldn't go to a program that we wanted him to go to. And neither of us said anything um, about it. But later, when finally we were able to get him to go to that program after he got in more trouble and had more difficulties, we both said we were kind of sigh of relief when we first couldn't mm-hmm. send him because mm-hmm. it was going to be such an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were both, and it's not that we didn't have it. It was just the idea that we didn't think we wanted to spend it on that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is kind of sad to say. But at the time, so that struggle, finally, that was when I knew God was telling me, you just need to send him. Whether it works or not is not up to you. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, mm-hmm. You just need to do what I'm telling you you need to do. Mm-hmm. You need to follow that. And, um, and I think that was a struggle for both of us. Uh, but then the peace that came with that, um, but... We were so focused on his actions, and we just then I realized I needed to focus on my relationship mm-hmm. and what um, I was going to do, not just live mm-hmm. for every moment of what was going to happen next. Um, you know the the verses about don't worry. Um, mm-hmm. You know those. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. still you can still worry, but I did just I did was did not let it consume me anymore, mm-hmm. and I did not let it. Um, control how I responded to mm-hmm. all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, I just knew, and then that's when I started, you know, still, then I could find joy, even mm-hmm. amidst mm-hmm. a storm. Um, so, and I realized then that was when I needed, you know, needed God all the time, not mm-hmm. just in struggles, yes. but in good times. And mm-hmm. um, and whether I liked what the plan was or had no idea what the plan was, mm-hmm. um, I just had to go with it and um, whatever came of it was going to be. And, and I, when I say that, I mean, you know, whether he was going to be in prison or whether he was mm-hmm. going to be dead. Um, so it wasn't just that, you know, he was, you know, maybe not going to graduate, which he did. I mean, things like I said, it's easy to look back now that things are good. Mm-hmm. But at the time, there were a lot of consequences that yes. were, were dire. Yes. How long did this struggle last? Well, it, it probably it was into a year and a, a little over a year before I finally said, I, I mean, mm-hmm. so that's a long time mm-hmm. to live every moment wondering mm-hmm. what's going to happen next and mm-hmm. what are you going to do about it. Mm-hmm. During this time of difficulty and with your son and him being addicted to drugs and and all that you went through were there were there any scriptures that you can remember that God used in your life to either strengthen you or to encourage you or to give you hope uh, as you went through all of that um, I don't know that there was any one scripture, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, but I just knew that, you know, being in his word and being to where um, I knew that that he, 
I just had to constantly stay there because if I mm-hmm. didn't, again, mm-hmm. I would move, not God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. And then I would be back to my where I was worrying constantly mm-hmm. and then trying to fix it mm-hmm. and trying to control it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being in his word all of the time. And yes. I know I had scriptures written. Um, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, a lot of that time is, is um, it, a blur. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, because I would put them places for myself to see, to remind me that mm-hmm. that's where my strength comes from, that mm-hmm. I don't do it, that that mm-hmm. God gives that to me to, um, that, you know, and again, the, the old saying that, you know, he won't give you more than you can bear, um, you know, is really true, but it doesn't mm-hmm. always feel like it at the time. Yes, yes, yes. Did you find that God was faithful to oh, you through it all? Absolutely. And, and even... Even if things had not turned out the way they have, I would still say he was faithful. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. which, you know, like I said, you know, earthly consequences are not mm-hmm. the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's the struggle is because they're in your face at the moment. There's what the public sees. There's there what they are what your friends see um, and are judging. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's but that's not the important part. There are worse things than those. But it hurts, doesn't it? Oh, sure it does. Sure. And we learned a lot. I mean, I hope I have a whole understanding for parenting Mm -hmm. um, that's different now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that in the past, you know, before all of this, I would have laid more blame Mm -hmm. on children's Mm -hmm. decisions on their parents. So, Mm -hmm. which, of course, is what we did right away to ourselves. And then we Mm -hmm. realized, you know, that that's, you know, that's not always the way it works. I mean, you try to do your best, but you are not in control of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, judging. It's so easy for us uh, to do that uh, to others. Well, during all this time, again, uh, Michelle, was there a specific song that God used to encourage you and build you up and lift you up uh, and gave you hope and words to hang on to. There are so many out there that are, are so helpful and just speak to you in the moment. But at the time, it was it was an anthem in my head, and it was just something I repeated. And it was a reminder, too, that I do need, you know, Jesus. I just, I do mm-hmm. need him. We all do. Um, and to get through it, that's, you know, I needed to stay focused on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Michael W. Smith. Yes, yes I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, puts, uh, uh, says it so well, uh, you know, in the song. And I know you have chosen that song for our listeners to listen to today. And so I want, would like those of you listening to listen to the song that brought much encouragement and strength to Michelle during this tremendous struggle in her life. It's called, You Won't Let Go. No shadow comes without the light making a way. No raging storm Never defy one word of faith. My heart remains sure in the wind, sure in the wind. 
Let Go by Michael W. Smith. What a tremendous song uh, that has been uh, for you, uh, Michelle, as you have gone through the struggles uh, with your son and his drug addiction and all of that. Um, How has that song helped you? What would you like to say specifically about that song? Well, and back to, again, you know, he doesn't move. He will. He will always be there for you. Um, it just reminds me that that I need to stay focused. And I am, you know, this that relationship is my responsibility um, to, um, again, stay focused mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. to do the work in. Um, and and, and he, he won't. He won't let you go. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's always going to be there. And that's, that's the, um, you know, what I struggled with is, you know, making that decision of, okay, God has him, what happens with him, but I'm responsible for my relationship um, and my eternal life. And that's more important, again, than anything that happens here on earth. And you need to do the work in that and and stay mm-hmm. faithful to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael W. Smith, Smith sings that so well, puts that uh, in such a uh, an encouraging Away. We need to take another short break. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. For the Savior is near. I'm stepping out. If you have missed any part of today's chat with Michelle Moffat, you can hear it through podcast by downloading the WYGS website app. Uh, the chat is also available on iTunes. Well, Michelle, we have just a few minutes left of our chat today. I'd like to give you an opportunity to speak to those listening that say something that will encourage them in some way. Um, I think um, I would just say to those that are suffering, going through 
trouble with your children, um, just something that seems overwhelming and out of control, um, just know that, um, you know, prayer life is important and it's not about the answers to your prayers. It's like I said before, it's, it's almost like therapy and it's, it's, it's not the answers, but getting to know God through that prayer life is what's important. Um, and just remember also anything that undermines your peace also undermines your happiness. So you need to find peace in that, knowing that the answers may not be what you want. The situation may not mm-hmm. fall out how exactly you think it should for mm-hmm. the best. Yes. Because you just have to remember and, and be at peace with, you know, and content with. Um, Paul was not necessarily um, excited about some of the situations he was in, um, but, you know, he was content regardless of the circumstances. Um, and we need to learn to be content regardless of the circumstances to know that, that God has it in control. Um, and, you know, and trying to make sense of suffering. And the only way I can do that is to know that God has a plan um, and he doesn't waste any mm-hmm. of that pain or mm-hmm. suffering. So mm-hmm. I would say that, you, you know, keeping mm-hmm. that in your forefront of your mind and, and knowing that. Mm. What words of wisdom those are, Michelle. Tremendous words of wisdom. Michelle, I was going to bring this chat to a close, but I believe there are some listeners who need to hear one more song. Many of you need to hear a song that will encourage you in the middle of the struggles you're going through right now. Just for a brief moment, will you take the focus off your situation and place it on the cross? Jim, Will you please pull out the song, Worthy is the Lamb, by the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Here's that song just for you, Worthy is the Lamb.
Michelle, many of you are dealing with drug addiction in your families or with friends, and I want you to know that there are ministries here in Bartholomew and surrounding counties that want to offer support and help to you. Here is a list of their websites. You can also go to the WYGS.org website and find them listed there. Here are five of them. CCC Columbus slash care slash counseling. St. Peter's Columbus dot org. Ministries slash life works. ASAP dot org. Chainbreakers Ministries dot org. And 
transformationallivingministries.com. If you saw a blind person stumble and fall, how would you feel? What would you do? Your heart would go out to that person. Compassion would move you to do something, wouldn't it? Here at the chat, we've been moved and we want to do something to help. Michelle, will you close this program out in prayer? Honored to. Um, just, Lord, thank you for this time and thank you for the um, making this available to those and just speaking through any of these um, women, myself included, anything um, that can help someone struggling and dealing with their pain mm -hmm. can come to know you better and to rely on you mm -hmm. and to know that your ways um, and your plan is for the best and that we need just need to get out of your way. Um, just Lord, just anyone who um, is listening can take from any of these um, talks with NIDA um, and further their walk with you and give them any peace and comfort. And we just ask these in, things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, too, for coming and being with me. Thank you, Nida. It's been great. I've learned a lot. You have given me strength today in what you uh, have said. Uh, thank you, too, for being open and honest, especially with the struggles that you and your husband have gone through uh, with your son. God is still on the throne, isn't he? Absolutely. Thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning in to the chat today, and I look forward to future times when we can sit and have a chat. For the Savior is near, I'm stepping out, cause he wrote, and his message is clear, go tell the world.